0: In today's episode of Mindset Matters, Stephanie and I link daily routine to discipline. Do you have a discipline that includes a routine that has you intentionally doing what you can do to look after yourself? You are the center of your universe, and a self-care routine is imperative to your growth. Stephanie and I share some insights into ours and others' self-care routines. From the moment you open your eyes in the morning, what are your intentions? We share some common tools that we and others use to set themselves up to have a great day, remembering that our daily habits set us up for a lifetime of results. Listen in. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire podcast. Mindset matters and welcome Stephanie.
1: Hey, Patrick. I'm excited about this episode.
0: So, Stephanie, Hanlon, Francie, we're talking here today about Mindset Matters, and in this case, we're going to spin off of what we talked about last podcast, which was around discipline, self-discipline, and dig into what some of that means. And the topic for today is, for me, around routine and the self-discipline to take and apply a routine that supports you. So, under the fundamental context, that you are the center of your universe. So in other words, you are at the core of everything that you do in your life. And so you need to look after yourself in order to look after the rest of your world.
1: Well, it's interesting. We always say that um, in our world, I am the CEO of our life. I am the chief executive officer. I am the chief um, energetic officer, opportunity creator, When we get who we are in our lives and in our relationships and honor the fact that we have to be in the center, then it's a little bit easier to take care of ourselves because then we're not coming from a place of ego or, oh my gosh, I'm being selfish or I feel guilty or I'm ashamed that I'm putting myself first. Well for me as a woman, as a wife, as a, as a a business owner, as a contributor in our life is I have to be at the center. If I'm not taking care of myself, I'm useless, (laughs) useless to you.
0: Well, I think I, I don't know about useless, but you're not being pretty useless. A, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we're not being as effective as we can be if we're not taking responsibility for how we look after ourselves, and that really is the discipline that we're talking about—self-discipline. But that comes back to the routine. So, do we have the discipline to have a routine? So today, I want to cover some fundamental things. These are exercises, or these are a way of being that you know many people we know, we ourselves embrace it. But you know, when I talk to some some of the most successful individuals that I know, we know, you know, uh, ultimately uh, we come back to some kind of givens in the world of how do we look after ourselves? So, in the discipline conversation, we talked about exercise, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, how do we look after ourselves? So let's get into some specifics.
1: So routine, for example. So you think about your workout. My workout is a routine. It changes every month, but it's a routine. I count on it. It's familiar. I know that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that's the thing about a routine. There's an opening, there is the content, and then there's a closing. And so it's not about being controlling or being overly scheduled. It's about understanding that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to something. Like my meditation, for example. I start every morning with a meditation. There's an intention I set. That's the beginning. Then there's the middle. That's all the stuff where I think we should talk about meditation when it comes to, you know, all all the thoughts and everything that go on. And then there's the close or the ending of the meditation, which to me is very, very important. We can touch on that a little bit later.
0: So here's the the thing about self-discipline. Here's the thing about routine is that you have to commit to it. So in other words, it's got to be a part of your day, a part of your schedule. So for me, I'm an early riser. And, uh, you know, if that's 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. or 6.30 a.m., it doesn't matter. But I own my mornings. I have probably as long as we've been hanging out together is that I'm up in the morning and and I'm sometimes two, three, four hours of nothing but me time. Now, when I say me time, I could be working, I could be answering emails, or I could could be studying, I could hanging be reading, out with the dog. I could be hanging out with our dog. But the point is, is that I have a routine and I have the space for me. So let's get into some real practical stuff. So first and foremost, that's my routine. Mornings are mine. And what I do with my mornings, I do have consistency with, whether that be study or uh, what I want to talk about today is, is reflection, self-reflection. Do we take the time to actually reflect on where we are in our progress? You know, are we achieving what we set out to, achieve? Are we making uh, steps forward? And are we happy with those? So uh, we talked about this earlier offline before we get on here, but progress is, you know, fulfillment is a result of progress. If you're not making progress, you've got no fulfillment. And those are two fundamental but things that we need. Don't step over
1: that, Patrick. I think that's a really important thing to dig into is that we as human beings, if we're going to judge ourselves for our success, it really has to do with progress? Are we moving forward? Can we see tangible results? Is there something that we can see outside of us that all this effort and all this work is, is, is paying off somehow?
0: Well, most the, here's the challenge is that most people pay off is uh, related to money. So when we look at what are some of the drivers, well, I'm not making money. Well, is that progress? Yeah, it's a way of measuring progress. Does money on its own fulfill you? Uh, we know that not to be true. And there's lots of evidence around that. There's lots of billionaires and multimillionaires that have committed suicide. So we know that uh, money isn't the answer, fame isn't the answer. You know, we see, you know, if you think about fame and you think about the the Hollywood actors the musicians that have gone off the rails and drug abuse and alcoholism and all of the things that go with it we know that fame isn't the answer so we look at money we look at fame we look at uh, you know we want to how we want to be seen by our peers you know that judgment of others that we have a fundamental problem which is that all of that is outside of us so uh, this is totally off-topic about routine but at the end of the day what we have to look at and this is something we talked about in the world of discipline is what do we think about ourselves? How do we see ourselves? What are we, how do we view ourselves when there's nobody around? You know, what is the self-talk? Are we proud of ourselves? Are we making progress? Are we feeling fulfilled? And uh, that's a different conversation. So
1: Yeah, I hear you. And in those moments of of, um, being alone and self-reflection, it's just you and you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, for example, and I go, Oh my gosh, you didn't get any sleep. (laughs) You're really getting old girlfriend. You know, how do you, how do you talk to yourself? What's your, what's your, your self-talk in that moment? Because your routine is also based on how you feel about yourself.
0: Okay. So let's go back to routine. Let's go back to routine, how you feel about yourself. So this goes back to reflection. Mm -hmm. So the minute your eyes open, What are you thinking? Where is your head? Are you asking me? Well, sure. We'll ask you. Like we'll start with you, and and I and I'm very intentional when I wake up. So, what is you when you wake up? What is what are you know? Because we talk about routine. So, when you wake Mm -hmm. up, what are you thinking?
1: Well, that's amazing. I always set an intention before I go to sleep. I am not a uh, phone person. I don't listen to. I I didn't last little while listen to some books on tape. Um, But I normally really let myself fall asleep with an intention about what I want my morning to look like and how I want to feel when I wake up mm-hmm. so that's the, th- the last thing I think about in the in, in, when, before I go to sleep is how do I want to feel when I wake up so I'm planting a seed then you get up very early and generally you know you're like a little you know mouse and you're a little quiet and you don't a lot of times wake me up but sometimes now we have a one-year-old puppy and and she has you know a little jingle jangle so she gets up and I wake up about 5 530 so I'm awake but I'm allowing myself not to come to full consciousness. So that's the first thing I do. And if I can fall back to sleep, I do. If not, I give myself permission just to lay there for a little while. And then I sit up and I have a sip of water. And then I do my 20-minute meditation. And my practice is uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation. Um, So whether that starts at 6 o'clock in the morning or if I have the opportunity to sleep. Because like you said, you're a very early ariser. Sometimes I get three or four hours on my own, as you do. Um, But what I do is I go into my meditation. I complete my meditation. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then I set an intention about how I want my day to feel before I get out of bed. Then I get out of bed. I lift the blind. I do uh, five minutes of stretches uh, up and down, side to side. I do a grounding exercise. And if you've worked with me, you know that it's um, a a past, present, future, above, below, and within meditation uh, stretch. And then um, generally, I come downstairs.
0: There you go. Now, I don't know if people can hear this, but in the background... Echo, who's in the office right now, is having a huge drink of she, water. She has a drinking problem. So, in my headset, what I'm hearing is is Echo's drinking problem, uh, being <laughs> thirsty. Okay, so here's the thing about waking up in the morning, and and that is having a routine around it, being aware and conscious of it. So, is it the first thing that pops into your head of the list of things that you have to do, whether that's getting the kids ready to school or uh, what you've got on your list of things to do, uh, emails that you got to go, oh shit. This happened last night. What is it? So here's the routine. Now we're talking about a way to have and to have gain awareness and to really work into that life of being and having fulfillment that comes from mindset. We talk about mindset matters. So my morning routine when I open my eyes is that I check in. I do a physical check in. How's my body feeling? How do I assess my sleep? Do I feel like I slept well? Did I sleep well? Uh, I'm checking in in that way all the time. I'm taking some breaths. And then I'm also really deciding on the intention. For the day, you know, and and this all happens within about a five minute period. I don't lay in bed. I don't go back to sleep ever. And uh, I, I shouldn't say ever. Rarely, I think. I I don't know what I would have to do to go back to sleep. Perhaps on a weekend I do that, but I just don't lay in bed and roll over, and uh, I don't wake up to alarm. Uh, waking up in the morning is really taking a few minutes to have your awareness that you're not just jumping out of the out of bed without some kind of thought, you know, whether it be an affirmation. We have clarity when we wake up that we don't bounce into whatever we've got on our to-do list. And we take a few minutes for ourselves to reflect, to get grounded uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. We check in. We may have that affirmation. I'm a genius and I used my wisdom daily. Something that grounds you in what it is that is going to move you forward in your day. Now, in my particular routine, I'm up early. I go, I make my coffee. I then sit down and I start to read and I do my meditation. Sorry, first I meditate. I do meditation, 20 minutes. I'll use TM, but not always TM. Sometimes I just let thoughts come and let's go. Let's talk about meditation right now. Let's talk about what mm-hmm. some people believe they need to achieve in meditation and why they don't meditate. I mean, I think about all the coaching clients that we've had over the years and often they say, my brain's just too busy to meditate. I can't meditate. You know, or some, you know, like my mind won't shut off. And and that's really not the point of meditation. And that's what many don't understand is meditation isn't about getting your mind to this place of absolute Quiet or I bliss, mean, or, or whatever that bliss yep. might be. And I mean, that's not that it can't be achieved. I've had moments in time over the past 25 years where I've literally had a conscious moment of no thought, but it was also, and then that goes away, it goes away <laughs> because I just realized, oh, I just had a thought. The thought exactly. was, oh, I'm not thinking. The point is this is that, uh, you know, one of the greatest little stories I heard around meditation was Kyle Cease, and Kyle Cease shared with people around meditation, and I thought it was so uh, such a great and analogy or a metaphor for meditation which was for those of you who have ever owned a fish tank you know that you know you leave your fish in your tank long enough and all of a sudden the water starts to get dirty the gravel gets all uh full of fish shit or whatever they do and the thing is is that you go to clean that so what do you do well you pull the fish out and you put them in some clean water and then you go over to the tank and you slush the tank around and you pour it out then you fill it with another round of clean water and you flush it around and guess what it's all murky and all the stuff comes out of the gravel and you do that two or three times and then all of a sudden it gets to a point where now the water's coming up murky but then it sits for a minute and it settles and it's sparkling clean and meditation is a lot like that thoughts come thoughts go the key around meditation and how you hold meditation is let the thoughts come you're not trying to fight with them the key is, and this is often why uh, there's mantras involved, or you know, go back to your breathing. You'll often hear, uh, if you're doing a guided meditation, it's always go back to your breath, go back to your breath, focus on your breath, focus on your breathing. It's it's only to get you focused on that rather than go down the. Rabbit hole, if you will, of the thought. So the key is let the thoughts come, let the thoughts go. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that in terms of how do we declutter our brain? How do we reflect, you know, reflect or or reflect? (laughs) How do we do defense or defense? How do we do that and Mm -hmm. seek clarity? Now, you like to go into your meditation with an intention or a question. And then you ask your spiritual self for an answer to that question. You're really good at that. I'm not so good at that. Um, yet, yet. <laughs> and so tell us a little bit from your perspective, you go into a meditation, 20 minutes, let's say, uh, sometimes half an hour, sometimes an hour. Okay, let's face it. Sometimes meditations can go a while, but you set an intention. Tell us a little bit about what you've learned over the years about setting that intention or asking that question.
1: Well, I think the first thing when we, when I started to learn to meditate, I learned through um, Wayne Dyer, for example, how to just listen to my thoughts. And there was an om or an um, or it was very basic and was very grounding and it was very comforting because I really got to see how just spending some time quietly with myself, first of all, was a little awkward, you know, because the thoughts come up, the feelings come up, the insecure, well, I don't deserve this time. What am I thinking? So all these judgment thoughts came up. And then 25 or 27 years ago, we trained and we took a course in transcendental meditation. And I learned a lot about the mantra. And I learned a lot about my physiology and, and what really worked for me. And then, as I started to grow and move forward, and 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 I think the great thing about meditation is that you get to personalize it. Mm-hmm. You get to personalize it, and my mantra has always stayed the same. But as I've trained with either John D. Martini or through different um, realms of of coaching and you know inner work, spiritual work, quantum physics, is that I've learned that at the same time that I can learn to quiet my mind i don't have to control my thoughts and that's the thing is you try to control your thoughts good luck with that it doesn't work so what i've decided to do over the over the years is like i said i go to bed with a question or an intention for how i want my day to start in the morning and when i set, sit myself up in the morning and have my sip of water and i set an intention in the meditation it gives my brain or i don't know if it's my brain or my consciousness something to focus on beyond what, you know, is going on in the world. So I give that time to myself. And when I set my intention, or I ask a question, I then let it go. Because what one of the biggest things I've learned over the years is uh, one of the universal laws is the law of non-attachment. So I set the question, or I set the intention, and then I, I am unattached to the answer. And then as I go deep into my meditation, I focus on my mantra, then what happens is that The space that gets created is really, truly me connected to me or me connected to source or me connected to my spiritual self, as you say. Then as I come out, whether it's 20 minutes, generally it's 20 minutes, but sometimes I've been an hour, an hour and a half, but I generally come out very quiet and very grounded. And as I get up and I go into my day, and like you go downstairs, have my coffee, scratch the dog, I have a thought process that I'm intending And that really is what, how I start my day. So whether I have to go in and start answering emails or I have to start with phone calls, or I have to start generally, I start it with that curiosity. And did I get my intention set? And did I get my question answered? And if the answer is yes, then, then I start to journal. And you see in my office, as you know, I've got journals everywhere.
0: Mm -hmm. So once again, we, let's get grounded back in a couple of things around this is that you know, this is all on the premise that you are the center of your universe. You are the most important thing in your universe. And I will tell you that you're incredibly important to a lot of people. And sometimes you may not think that, but there's a lot of people relying on you, whether that's family, it's friends, it's uh, workmates, uh, whatever you've got. So how do you look after yourself? So we want to look after ourselves mentally, uh, spiritually, physically. And so we talk about meditation. It's one of those tactics. It's a tool for you to use that really supports you in looking after yourself. Now, why do we do all this? Okay. So we do this because we need to slow down, take some time for reflection, to be grounded in what our intentions are for the day, for the week, to measure our progress, to look at our life and ask ourselves, am I on track? If we don't take time to do that, we're in the doingness of things. We're being reactive to our life as opposed to being uh, reflective. As and that's opposed- what
1: they call the treadmill.
0: That's, right? that's where you get on the tread- the treadmill. So these are tools to get you grounded. Oh, how gosh, I don't know. What about journaling? So meditation, understand that meditation is never about these empty thoughts or these blank slate of your brain. It, you know, th- It just doesn't happen. The reality of it is we all have monkey brain. It's chatter. And what we're trying to do is let that chatter happen and let it go. Happen, Law go. happen and go, And soon your brain starts to quit going back to those thoughts. Now, here's the power of journaling. Let's talk about journaling. Lots of different ways to journal. Uh, there's a routine called pages where you take in for uh, whatever, you know, it could be three pages. It could be 30 pages. It could be 30 minutes or three minutes. But at the end of the day, it's just stream of consciousness. And all you're doing is so a stream of consciousness is like writing, literally. Um, I don't like my coffee right now. God, I should have put more cream in it. Why did I put cream in my coffee? I'm on keto. Oh my gosh,
1: there's like an election coming. Right. Who made that noise?
0: Who made that noise? Why is my computer like a stream of consciousness? And that is a way of clearing your brain. Now, your brain is a very, very interesting dynamic. Uh, And it's a part of you, which is What we have constantly is a conversation in our monkey brain that is just a repeat of all. It's a circular conversation with yourself. Now, if you take a moment to reflect, you start to understand that how many times in a day do you have the same conversation or some form of the same conversation with yourself? Because it's just going around and around and around and there's nothing to break that pattern. Journaling breaks the pattern. And what's interesting about the brain is that when you write something down, Your brain goes, oh, I don't need to have that conversation anymore. So when you journal, if you're really effective in your journaling, what you start to notice is those conversations go away. As a matter of fact, there's shit that you don't even remember anymore. And you don't go back and read your journal. This is not a to-do list. This isn't about all the things I got to do. This is journaling about whatever shows up, sometimes stream of consciousness, sometimes about how you're feeling. Uh, Sometimes it's a reflection of the day of the week. But the point is this, is that when you've got stress, when you've got overwhelm, when you've got things that you're dealing with, if you journal, then your brain lets it go.
1: Yeah, you have to put it somewhere. You have to put it somewhere. And when you put it somewhere and you trust that, a, it's confidential. Yes, of course. Right, and that B, um, that you don't have to then carry it, right? You don't have to carry the load anymore of those thoughts and those loops that you were talking about. We call it disrupting the pattern. Like when you or you get in a loop and 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 all of a sudden you know you you know you can't think yourself out of a, out of a situation. You can't think yourself out. So writing or journaling or getting it out in front of you really helps. And I love pen to paper. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we have tablets, we have uh, remarkable, we have computers, we have keyboards, but it's amazing what happens when you actually take pen or pencil to paper. Mm -hmm. So look at what you're doodling, looking, you know, you know, have a pen or a, a pencil or some whatever you, you know, crayons or whatever around you and see what you naturally pick up. Because when we connect our brain to our to our hand to the paper, there's something magical that happens. So don't deny or don't discount the fact that pen to paper is really quite magical when it comes to journaling. I'm not saying don't. Journal electronically, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes there's some really good, I've seen them and I bought them some really great um, electronic journals where they prompt you and they say, okay, answer this question or what's Mm -hmm. going on. And there's some really, but the truth is, you know, you, you know, you.
0: Right. These are, the concept is more about, and then, and refining the the. The routine for yourself. The key here is that these are some tools to use. Okay. These are tools that we've learned over 30 years. These are tools that we've been taught by masters. And when we look at, you know, to Stephanie's point about writing something pen to paper, I happen to use a, 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 a tablet and an iPad with a pen and that works for me. But there's there's a cathartic feel pen to paper. In this case, it's electronic. So for example, for me, tapping it out on a keyboard doesn't work, you know, but writing it out on pen to paper or in my case, an iPad with a pencil, that works for me. But here's the thing about it is getting what's going on in your brain out in front of you. There's a cathartic part of that. If a to-do list shows up, fine write you it down write it down but put that over there because that's something that's practical functional that's different than doing a brain drain where you're trying to just get declutter. So I often refer to it as, you know, back in the day when you had, you know, uh, whatever they are, mechanical hard drives, as opposed to solid state hard drives or whatever the hell they are now, is that we used to defrag our hard drive. And really, we're defragging our brain when we're journaling. We're getting rid of all of the stuff we're decluttering. That's what meditation does. That's a part of what journaling does now. On the other part of a routine, we talk about the physicalness and exercise and exercise uh, we we define this around discipline is we 're not talking about fitness uh, although it could be we're not talking about big muscles and uh, although it could be this is really about getting active, getting moving yeah. and and you know, like uh, today's a classic example. I was buried in a bunch of study, research, doing all the stuff, writing, but I looked down at my Fitbit, you know, I'd put in like, you know, 2000 steps since 5am. And, you know, now it's one o'clock and I'm going, what the hell? I haven't moved. So what do I do? I get up, I take the dog for a walk and I get out there for 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it took me. But the point is, is that I know I need that activity, even if I don't feel like it. I always feel better when I do it. So this this physical activity is part of the mental process because I had some great thoughts while I was out for my walk. And this is also part of the mental thought process. And it gave me time to reflect, disconnected from me from reading, the writing, all the stuff that I was doing on the research side of things. And it brought me back and got me grounded again. So these routines are incredibly important, but when we look at why do we wanna do this, it is because we have to reflect. How is our life feeling? How are we feeling about our life? Are we cluttered in our brain? Are we dissatisfied? Are we feeling overwhelmed, hopeless, unhappy? We have to reflect on that and break it down to get to where it is. And this takes time and it takes a concerted effort to create a routine where you check in to do that.
1: Right. And how do you know? How will you know you've had a good day if you haven't taken a moment? How, how do you know? You know, I can, I can check in when I'm cooking dinner, for example, you know, I can check in, I can, I can figure out, you know, did I accomplish what I wanted to if I didn't? Okay. Do I judge myself? Mm, you know, not so much anymore, but I think there's part of the routine and the reflection means that you actually acknowledge where you're at and, and, you know, we're so judgmental, right? We're so we're such judgmental beings. And we have, maybe this is just me working in the world of elite sport and, you know, entrepreneurship is that I'm extremely hard on myself. So if I don't have a place to check in every once in a while and reflect on, did I accomplish what I said I wanted to accomplish? So I think about you going for the walk with Echo today and and giving yourself that break is that it's also about, you know, back to discipline is do you Honor yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, do you respect yourself enough to step away and know you're not going to solve all the problems of the world in five minutes? Mm -hmm. Do you step away and honor and respect yourself enough just to step back and then see what shows up in the gap? One of the things that, you know, we've talked about over the years is that um, one of the processes I use with my clients is called mind the gap. Mm -hmm. So when you go to London, you know, and you're riding the tube, for example, and you look down and the train shows up in the station, there's a big red line and and in yellow letters, it says, mind the gap. And when we realize that what shows up in the gap, sometimes is the answers. It's also sometimes the rest or the pause that we need so that the answers can show up. Mm -hmm. And that's a trained um tactic we are so driven in the western culture to just keep going and going and doing but that's truly not what highly successful world-class athletes and really well uh, like in our in our world successful business people do they know how to mind the gap they know how to take their dog for a walk they Mm. know how to rest Mm. and that's a really really important thing when it comes to routine is to build in times of rest and reflection
0: so when we're looking at life in general, we have to link back to some fundamentals. You know, what is, you know, this goes back to on the podcast, I quit asking the question, you know, how do you define success? Very few people will, they'll always go back to, you know, accomplishments and they'll go back to how maybe what they've achieved in business or uh, how much money perhaps those are all kind of measurements but we have to get back to one fundamental thing and it and it's such an important distinction that i w- has been recently articulated which is success is what kind of conversation are you having with yourself about yourself when you're alone? So in other words, are you okay with what you're doing and who you are? This goes back to identity, self-identity, understanding that it isn't about those things outside of you, you know, which is being accepted by peers, you know, fame, uh, money. Those are all things that are cool to achieve, but ultimately when, we achieve them, we're, we're no happier. We have to be okay with who we are. So fulfillment comes from where? Progress, but where do we really get a lot of fulfillment? And that is in being a contribution because that's where significance lives and that's part of the cycle. So when we're looking at what it is, hmm. you know, cause we're not always gonna succeed in business. I mean, you know, you know that I know that. I mean, we've made millions in business, and then we've actually lost millions in business. But the point is, is that those things come and go; they ebb and flow. And if my, if the only way I judged how my success was was by that, then I could probably consider myself an epic failure. I don't know, but at the end of the day, I know that what lights me up is being a contribution being able to work hard to support somebody's other success, somebody else's success. That's, of course, what is powerful about the Real Estate Investment Network is being able to support it. That's what's powerful about Mindset Matters. Really, what lights us up is being able to share some of the lessons we've learned, the research that we do, the study that we have, and that's what Mindset Matters is about. That's what setting honest intentions for transformational thinking was about in the program called Shift. I mean, those are all things that light us up and we're being a contribution to And we work our asses off to support others in having what they want of a life.
1: Right. And identifying their own definition of success. And that I think, you know, when I think about now, you know, you you say that and it makes me reflect on to why we wanted to do Mindset Matters and Mm -hmm. Mindset Matters podcast is that we want to create a space for people to honor their thoughts and their thought Mm -hmm. processes and, and where they've come from. And, you know, is there a mindset that can shift into something new? Because right now there's people that are looking at themselves as, okay, I've gotten this far but how do i take my life to the next level and how do i how do i shift into a new thought process without making my life wrong without making who mm-hmm. i've been wrong without making my education wrong i've got 14 degrees and i still don't have what i want and i've got this and that and i've got all this and that and then they go and how do i find that 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 grace and that 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 place of being enough and that i believe is what why i think we decided to do mindset matters is because you think about the topics we've got coming up for October, November, and December, life is still happening at the same time as we're shifting our mindset. So we can only go as far as we believe is possible as human beings. But what if there's something more? What if there's an opportunity to have a new conversation with a new group of people who don't This is funny, you know, who don't lock us into who they think we were. I know in sport, and I I don't want to throw figure skating under the bus, but honestly, sport is very traditional and and it can be very debilitating when it comes to them wanting to only make you as successful as other people think you can be. And what I like to do is to shift people out of that conversation. And I think what you and I've done together with Mindset Matters is to do that.
0: Well, as we go forward, we understand one fundamental thing that when we create space for people to show up, like-minded individuals, you know, part of discipline is who is in your life, who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you putting yourself into an environment and creating a space for yourself that supports where you want to go? So, today as we kind of wind things down, we want to look at discipline, we want to break it down into routine, we want to understand that there are tools that you have to have the discipline to apply them. And it means taking time for yourself. And sometimes that means getting up at five o'clock in the morning. And mornings are always better because your day isn't unfolded. If you're an evening person, great. But ultimately, it is booking, scheduling, committing, having the, di- the discipline to look after you. And I know there's people that are going to be listening to this going, yeah, but Patrick and Stephanie, you don't know what it's like getting three kids ready for school and you don't know what it's like going to work. I get all of that. We're just going to quit making excuses because you're right. Those are, that's hard. One hundred percent. But I'll tell you one thing. It's a lot harder when you don't have a routine that looks after yourself because 10 years down the road, you're going to wake up and you're going to be pissed off at whoever you're pissed off at because you actually haven't looked after yourself and taken responsibility for doing that. And then you blame significant others. You blame the kids. You blame the career. You blame the job. Take responsibility. Own it. Hold yourself accountable for it. And these are some tools to use. So And
1: at the same time, be kind. To yourself be gentle don't
0: beat yourself up don't beat yourself up put pressure on yourself but don't make of yourself course. wrong it's one incremental step progress progress if you're not even going to work out that day but you go to the gym at least you went to the gym okay so if you turn around and walk then out just clean out your locker <laughs> okay whatever. <laughs> whatever okay we measure incrementally yeah. don't beat yourself up so time for reflection. Clear your mind. Use tools like meditation. Use tools like journaling. Make sure that physically you're active. And then understand what it is that you're doing. Is it lighting you up? Now, this is creating an environment and a space for people. This is called Mindset Matters. Uh, That program is available. The link is somewhere here. And you can always go and find that link. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Our audience is awesome. It
1: is awesome. And hun, you're awesome. Thank you for this conversation. It always is enlightening.
0: Thanks everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo@raincanada.com. At That's ceo@r-e-i-n-canada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick O.